0: There we go. And welcome everybody to the Padres Mission Podcast. My name is Fernando Mendez, joined here by America's favorite co-host, <laughs> the man whose favorite baseball movie is Eddie Million Dollar kickoff Andrew <laughs> Chicarelli. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Yep, definitely. On a serious note,
0: have you ever watched that movie?
1: No, I haven't. But I'm Okay, sure have you heard of
0: favorite. it? It was a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Probably I, in the late 90s i have heard or? of it you
1: know now i'm thinking about it i probably watched it as a kid i just can't remember much of it
0: yeah i just had to throw out the most uh, random baseball movie i can think of uh you know while we're on the topic uh, what's your favorite baseball movie
1: uh probably moneyball i would say that yeah watching jonah hill just play like a straight edge when you know he's just a wild guy in real life it's, it's too good
0: you know something tells me we've talked about this before on air. Actually, once you said that, I'm like, "You know what? I feel like I've talked we've talked about this." But yeah. yeah, no, Moneyball's a great movie. Uh you're a big numbers guy and uh I mean that's that's really cool. It's one of my favorite things uh, for having you on the show for. Uh you know that you and I can talk numbers and it's not just mumbo jumbo. So, yeah, no, Moneyball's a great movie. Um Well, okay. What how about one more before we go on to the next topic? What's uh What's one other baseball
1: <laughs> movie like? Yeah, another baseball movie? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it's a pretty bad one. I like Major League Back to the Minors.
0: Was that the second one?
1: It's the second one, or third one, okay. actually. Okay, because like, they really, only
0: made three, right?
1: Yeah, they made the th- – yeah, so it's the – yeah, it's just the one where they have, like – it's like a slapstick minor league comedy where, uh you know, the old grizzled vet bet pitcher uh, can't make it, so he gets hired as a coach to bring up the young stud hitter. And all the, you know, the, the low life minor league shenanigans to get into. So it's kind of cool. Probably oh, watched okay, it a hundred times as a kid.
0: I haven't gotten to see that one, but uh, I have seen uh, Angels in the Infield, uh, which is the uh, the sequel <laughs> to Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield, great movie. Angels in the Infield, horrible movie.
1: So. No. Yes.
0: <laughs> if I can survive through that, I can probably survive through any other movie. Uh, so I'll have to give that one a shot. Uh, but the Major League franchise is obviously popular for a reason. It's a uh, pretty, you know, it's a p- pretty funny group of movies, from what I hear about the other two.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think the the third one is one of the biggest box office flops of all time. Cost like forty million dollars and made like one million. Yikes. Yeah. Pretty bad. I was probably the only person that watched it after it came out.
0: Maybe should have gone straight to DVD kind of thing.
1: Yep, yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: I was actually just listening to a podcast earlier and they were talking about how the uh, movie industry is really going to struggle in the year 2020 because of the whole, you know, like coronavirus situation and how, you know, the uh, country of China isn't, you know, going to movies like obviously at the current moment. So I heard that the movie industry is taking a huge hit because they rely on that part of the world so heavily. But, um, yeah, I, I found that interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. Right. Because, uh, China's basically recommending that no one goes to movie theaters. I think all the theaters are pretty much shut down for right now.
0: I mean, I feel like almost everything's shut down. I mean, the Disney parks have been shut down for a while over there.
1: Yeah. You know? You know, it's probably, I don't know, for the best because you know how China basically instructs studios that if they want the movies to come out over China, that they have to basically censor them. So maybe China not having, having as many people go to the theaters for a little while might help get some uh, more creativity put back into hollywood i don't know
0: perhaps perhaps um okay well um thank you guys for uh, <laughs> sitting through that the, our our, our uh, fun little rants but um back to business folks so um welcome back thank you guys so much for bearing with us uh, i know that our posting has been you know here and there it's been Inconsistent, uh, trust me, Andrew and I have not uh, lost sight of our goal as a podcast, or uh, we have not forgotten about you know our dedicated listeners. Um, for those of you guys who listen every single week, who look forward to our podcast every week, uh, we both genuinely want to say thank you guys for all you guys do to make this show what it is. Um, we, you know, work happens, um, as you guys uh, know that I've said in the past, uh, I was moving. So, you know that's all squared away. That's all done now. Uh, work is always gonna be work, uh, and Andrew and I are gonna do whatever we can to juggle that. But uh, you know, baseball season's coming up, so we 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 have to juggle it now. I mean, this is the best time of the year.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, not the season's coming up. We can definitely get back on that Monday schedule. So I mean, if you imagine every day that we released a podcast as actually being a Monday instead of the day we actually released it on, then we kept our schedule just so if you, just, yeah, if you it's just go with us yeah.
0: <laughs> you can believe it's Monday.
1: Yeah, time is relative, right? Like Einstein said,
0: yeah, so. yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fair. And uh, we have had things in the works. It's not like we were just, you know sitting here, you know, completely forgetting about the show. We've been setting up interviews. I mean, you know, the Tim Haggerty interview took a while to go into fruition. Um, the Stephen Woods interview took about a week to go into fruition because that was out of my end. I was traveling. So we had to go ahead and postpone it. So, you know, we have been working on things that we've been talking with the Lake Elsinore Storm. We're going to be having the Locked on Dodgers podcast to discuss their offseason from a Dodgers point of view, because, you know, though we as Padres fans aren't, you know, super fond of Dodgers fans, I do think there's a genuine interest for us to know how the Dodgers feel about this offseason. I'm not even talking about the Mookie Betts deal. I'm talking about the Astros deal. I mean, did you ever think that you were going to feel bad for the Dodgers, Andrew?
1: No, never. And that's actually one of the biggest gripes I have with the Astros, is that they made me feel sympathy for the Dodgers, which is something I never wanted to do in my life.
0: You know, you, I mean, you brought up several times, and I brought up several times that I'm also an Angels fan. And, Believe it or not, in 2017, I was cheering for the Astros to win the World Series. Now, here's why. Before people call me a lunatic, I mean, obviously, there's a huge rival between the Dodgers and Angels. But, you know, above that, obviously, there's an an Astros-Angels rivalry, too. But the biggest thing was my hope was that if the Astros won the World Series, it was going to ignite a fire for the Angels to do more. I was hoping, like, hey, if the Astros win, you know, we're going to go out and spend money. We're going to go out there and make big trades, big moves. And it happened. That offseason, they got Shohei Ohtani. They got Zach Cozart. They got Ian Kinsler. You know, so it, it worked to an extent. So that's where I'm coming from on that. But, yes, you know, now I do feel bad for the Dodgers because did they deserve it? Maybe. Were they the better team? I mean, we'll never know. Were the Yankees the better team? Who knows?
1: I guess that's the only argument that the Dodgers might not deserve it is that both the Yankees and the Dodgers with the seven games against the Astros, the Astros cheated yeah. against both teams. It's just, It just sucks. I mean, did you see the, the betting line against the Astros on how many times they're going to be hit this year? The line is <laughs> no, he, no, he has over under 83.5 hits. So if they yeah, get, hey,
0: you,
1: does the yeah. number exist? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I'm going to have to take the over on that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... I just, it's just the whole thing. And then t- just, uh, you know, a little earlier, the MLB Players Association released a statement talking about their cooperation with the commissioner's office on how the whole investigation went down. And basically from day one, the commissioner's office and the Players Association worked together to make sure that the players were immune from any type of punishment that would happen. And it's just like, in, in what kind of investigation do you just give immunity to half of the witnesses? Like this- it's
0: ridiculous. I mean, it's like you have bonafide stars in this league speaking out. Of, I mean, you got stars. In other, LeBron James spoke out against it. Yeah, he spoke yeah. out against Rob Manfred. So it's like this isn't just baseball anymore, folks. This is bigger than baseball. And Rob Manfred had an opportunity to, A, not only show the rest of the league, like, hey, this isn't cool – but to show the rest of the world and the sports world, hey, this isn't cool. And I think Rob Manfred failed miserably, to be honest.
1: Oh, yeah, it, it's horrible. They, I mean, they yeah. should at least have their uh, Absolute crash sport. and burn. And then what does he say? that? What, what's the use of taking away a piece of metal uh, when he was talking about taking yeah. away the Astros World Series?
0: And all oh, of yeah. a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm sorry I called the World Series trophy a piece of metal. It's like, literally. Your entire sport is devoted to teams trying to win the quote unquote piece of metal. Yeah. It's like, no, that is the most prestigious honor that you could possibly bestow upon a player. I don't care about MVPs. I don't care about, you know, so it's, at the end of the day, it is about championships. And, you know, the Angels only have one, the Padres have zero. So it's not like my teams have exactly, you know, taken the world by storm when it comes to World Series trophies. All we've really had is individual player success for really both franchises. But, you know, at the end of the day, that piece of metal is worth everything, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure Mike Trout would give up all of his MVP awards, all 200 of them, if he could have one championship.
0: (laughs) I mean, can you name any player who wouldn't trade? I mean, I'm sure Barry Bonds would trade all of his MVP at what seven?
1: Yeah, something you know, something tells me Barry Bonds might be the exception. He seemed more like a, an individual accomplishment type guy.
0: Okay, but you know, he would have wanted a <laughs> World Series
1: rings. yeah, he would have wanted eight World Series rings.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 I said at least one World Series He'll probably keep the six MVPs, <laughs> yeah. but you know, he wants a World Series ring. He almost yeah. wanted it in 2002,
1: yeah, he did almost. That was your guys's, yep,
0: yep. <laughs> when he literally uh, hit it into like the tunnel, like where my season tickets are, he hit it right at that. That's a fall. That's a moonshot.
1: But yeah, they, uh, they definitely did not lose because of Barry Bonds.
0: Yeah. Right. Um. Well, there we go. Going on our uh, classic rants, but I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it just kind of ties back to the Astros situation. I mean, it, it, it's a hot topic. It, it, it just is. It's polarizing. People hate that team. People are going to hate that team. I mean, the Yankees are no longer the most hated team in baseball. I mean, you know, I think this year the Yankees can kind of get away with, you know, whatever. I mean, people were, you know, they will be an afterthought. People just want the Astros to lose this season and crash and burn.
1: Yeah. What's it? Do you ever watch like WWE? What is it called? Like a Turning Heel? Is that what it is?
0: Like yes. You- yeah. When, uh, when somebody goes from being a face character, which for those of you guys who are not uh, huge wrestling fans, a face is like you know a hero the guy that you're supposed to cheer for and a heel is you know the guy you're supposed to boo or or the woman uh that you're supposed to boo so that's what Andrew means by that I'm a huge WWE guy
1: yeah so what the Yankees uh what's what it called turning face is that what it is, is it, you turn yeah, heel yeah. The I, Astros? Mean,
0: I, I certainly wouldn't think that the Yankees are a face character or you know a face team but uh for lack of a better term and in this situation if those two teams are playing yeah they are so uh it, it, crazy crazy <laughs> just like how you were talking about the dodgers almost the same thing
1: yeah i, I mean i said way out of my element trying to use that terminology but that's like the closest thing i could think of
0: oh no no i uh, i i appreciated it <laughs> maybe <laughs> two of our listeners uh, did too <laughs> All right, folks, so we have an exciting uh, episode planned for you guys as we always try to do. So a couple topics that we're going to discuss are, uh, you know, spring training. It just started less than a week ago, Uh, but we're now finally in full swing, so we'll touch a little bit on that. Uh, We'll talk about, you know, certain players reporting and some of the shape that some of the players have come in. Uh, We're going to do a little little bit of fun and talk about some MLB The Show rankings, uh, both from the 2019 game. And the 2020 game, and you know, maybe talk about a couple players and what we predict their ratings to be. Um, Andrew and I are going to talk about the top prospects list. Don't know if we're going to go through all 30 guys. That might be something to do in the future. But we can talk, uh, you know, maybe about the first couple guys there. And then uh, I have a, a little game for Andrew to play. Actually, let's go ahead and do the game first. Now, this is going to be our game, uh, Name That, Padre. So uh, give me a second here to pull it up. All right. So, are you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: All right. So this player played two seasons for the pod. It was more like a season and a half. Uh, It was in this millennium. So, um, (laughs) very vague still. Yes, I know. So, in his... uh, Basically two years with the Padres. Hold on, can I pull it up actually bigger? That's uh, not the big. Uh, I'm not able to see all the stats there. All right. So he had do do do, do, do in two years, 65 hits, five home runs, 31. Well, uh, that's not. Sorry, 15 stolen bases, not 31, 15. He had a batting average of 241, an on-base percentage of 320, and a slugging percentage of 348. Can I repeat any of that information?
1: Yeah, um, so he had five home runs in two years?
0: Uh, Five home runs in two years, correct. He had duh, 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 roughly 65 hits.
1: Okay, uh, so he was a, he was like a backup guy, right?
0: Uh, yes, very, very well uh, seems like he was. He only played 112 games in those uh, two years. And one last time, he had a batting average of 241, an on-base percentage of 320, which is, you know, respectable, and a slugging percentage of 348. And an OPS of six sixty eight for whatever that's worth. All right. Who is that Padre?
1: <laughs> Who is that Padre? Oh man. You got
0: no guesses.
1: Ah, uh, Damien. I mean, I'm just gonna throw a name out there. Terrence Long.
0: No. No, <laughs> it's uh, uh, Eric Young. See,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we have uh, Eric Young Jr. too for a little bit? I,
0: I don't. I don't think so. I know for sure the Angels did. Uh, Eric. Let me see. Eric Young Jr. He's not playing uh, currently in the Major League franchise, I don't believe. He only has a career war of 1.1. 1. 1. That's crazy. Uh, no, no. no he, uh, he's not. been on the Rockies, the Mets, the Angels, the Yankees, and the Braves. So, I mean, if we're going, you know, in chronological order here, uh, he'll be a Padre in the next two to three years.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, right? <laughs> They'll bring him out of retirement.
0: yeah right i mean we've kind of gotten everything else he has projected a play here i mean they're his stats for 2020 he's projected to get about 212 plate appearances but he's 35 years old so uh you know best of luck to eric young jr but yes today's obscure padre (laughs) obscure obscure was his father eric young senior thanks for playing yes
1: I think I got the Marcus Giles one, so I peaked on that one. I don't think I'll ever get another one of these.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty hard one to get, so I got to give you uh, credit for that one. All right. So um, let's go ahead and uh, dive straight into it. Um, Actually, before we do that... um, Let us go ahead and uh, remind you guys that we are, as always, looking for sponsors. If you are interested in sponsoring our podcast, uh, go ahead and reach out to us uh, via email. Uh, Andrew was actually uh, kind enough to set us up with some uh, personal emails. I believe it's Fernando at PadresMissionPodcast.com and Andrew at PadresMissionPodcast.com. Correct? Yeah, those will work. And if you guys uh, want to go ahead and send us some uh, positive feedback or things we could do to go ahead and improve the show, uh, those are great email uh, addresses to uh, you know reach out to us as well. And uh, as uh, Andrew said in the past, if you guys are interested in uh, giving us some constructive criticism or you guys want to tear us down, um, that's what Twitter is for. We can uh, block you. So <laughs> don't email us. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We take all criticism, uh, you know, with uh, every ounce of respect, and we love any kind of feedback that we get. It's the only way to make our show better. So I can legitimately tell you guys that we will definitely take it, uh, I don't want to say to heart in a negative way, but we'll certainly take it to heart in the sense of we're going to try to do whatever we can to make the show better. But uh, without further ado, let's uh, dive into the first topic of the day, spring training. So a couple of guys that Andrew and I talked about off air were Manny Machado, Josh Naylor, and we joked a little bit about Will Myers. Manny yep. Machado looks ripped, like yeah, all of a sudden, like he went from not being Johnny Hustle to being you know Tony Two Arms.
1: Yeah, he he looks like an MMA fighter. <laughs> he has got those, <laughs> he's got that great mutton chop like beard going on right now. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he looks like. Uh, like a scrappy baseball player.
1: Yeah, with the brown, you know, uniforms coming back, having that, that great facial hair, which is coming in shape, it, it looks like he's straight out of the 70s. I'm ready.
0: Has that uh, Oakland A's kind of vibe. Like, because I don't know about you, but like the Oakland A's have just kind of always been like that. Uh, I don't. There's no way to say it without saying anything like rude, but they've always kind of been like that digi team, like that team who just kind of grinds, you know what I mean? They have like an awful stadium, so...
1: Oh yeah, you know? it, it, it's bad. Yeah, that's yeah. like it kind of reminds me of like a worse version of Qualcomm. Just like all the concrete and everything going on over there. You know, I was a
0: big fan of Qualcomm back in the day. I loved that stadium. Yeah. What a place to catch a ball game.
1: Especially, I mean, when I was a kid, like those big spiral, uh, I don't know, it was like you know, the on ramps or whatever to get up to yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: the 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 ramps going up and down.
1: Yeah, like whenever I got tired of the game when I was like five, I'd just go run up and down that. So that was always fun. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah, my fondest memories are um, walking around the, I don't know what you call it, the plaza, the, the esplanade, I don't know, whatever you can call it. You know, uh, once you get your ticket scanned and there is just that area where you can completely walk around the outside of the stadium. Um, I used, I remember fondly listening to people sing like jimmy buffett songs like cheeseburger in paradise and listening to people uh play brown eyed girl like you know just random bands that was awesome back in the day so i i love qualcomm we should totally do like a reminiscent episode one day about qualcomm that'd be cool
1: yeah that would be a good time and i'm thinking about yeah yeah it was actually pretty cool
0: yeah yeah well uh you, you know what that's let's do that one day let's do that in the near future that sounds cool just yeah, talk that. about qualcomm maybe we can get somebody on who uh, had some good experiences with that stadium
1: yeah that would be really cool that'd be a good time
0: um but yes um so spring training uh, manny machado looks ripped he looks huge uh, <laughs> yeah so i mean that's awesome Man. i read on the uh, union tribune that uh He kind of, uh, you know, was a little disappointed by his performance last year, and he wants to prove that he was worth that uh, big-dollar contract. So, you know, for Padres fans, it's kind of relieving to hear, you know, you kind of want the guy who's supposed to be your franchise guy. And up to this point, he is the franchise guy. You know, will one day guys like Fernando Tatis Jr. and Mackenzie Gore or even Chris Paddock maybe take that crown? Yeah, perhaps. But for now, Manny Machado is the guy. So it's really nice to see him take it upon himself to want to come in the best shape he possibly could, and you know.
1: Yeah, he's still he's still so young. Where's he gonna be like 27 this year?
0: Something like that. Yeah, I mean the guys the guy came in the league really young, so.
1: Yeah. So. He, yeah, it's really good to hear, and you know, especially like tutoring Tatis, who also came in gaining 20 pounds. Uh, doing all that, that core strength stuff, hoping to be able to play a full season worth of games. I mean, yeah, it's
0: cr- let's hope he has a healthy season, because if he does, I mean, he's going to do great things.
1: It's crazy how after just one year, he already has a reputation of kind of being made of glass. Like, if you go on, like, all the sure. message or boards. He got yeah. hurt,
0: what, twice last year?
1: Yeah, he got hurt twice, and I guess he was hurt in the minors, too, off and on. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so. some people are like that. I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's hope he's not injury-prone, because... I don't want to. I don't want to add him to the name of people whose just career was robbed by injuries. Because it's like, there's just so many guys where you look at you're like, wow, what could have been. So, I certainly don't want that with Tatis. Because I mean, the guy, I can see his career going to the moon if you know he has the opportunity to do so. But yeah. uh, hey, Pam will tell. Uh, speaking of guys with potential, uh, Josh Naylor, you were the one who brought this up to me off air. Uh, Josh Naylor did lose a substantial amount of weight from what I can see in the photos.
1: Yeah, he's looking good. He, yeah? He, uh, yeah, he came into the league last year. What is he, like six foot? He was 255 pounds. He looks like he's rocking maybe like 215 right now. So hopefully that'll mean he can move around better in the outfield. You know, yeah, go for he was that.
0: A, uh, a bigger hombre for sure yeah. last year to start, this, or to start his Padres professional career.
1: Yeah, so that's really good to hear because he's got that bat tool that could really go far in this league.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so now if the defense can kind of catch up, you know, and typically losing weight will help with that. But,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if do. there's
0: a connection there, then, Hey, he should be just fine.
1: Yeah. I'm sure. If anyone's ever t- put a 40 pound weight vest on and tried to run around, they can see how hard it is.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. Now let's, uh, you know, we go from talking about two guys who uh, similarly did a lot in the off season to, you know, try to, or, I mean, three guys, because, uh, you know, Fernando he's junior, uh, you brought up as well. Uh, let's talk about somebody who maybe didn't do as much for what it seems like on the surface. I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Will Myers. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I'm just teasing because Padres fans always like to rip on Will Myers. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Will Myers is one of my favorite Padres. Uh, Now, for whatever reason, I mean, to this day, I still buy into 2016, first half of the season Will Myers. To me, that's still what I view him as. Am I wrong? Yeah, possibly. But you know what? As long as he's a Padre, I'm going to go ahead and support him like he's a Padre. But, um, you know, I'm really interested to see what Will Myers is going to do this year. You like to think that he's going to turn a corner. You'd like to think that the fire will finally get ignited because it's like, He can't like being trolled on the internet.
1: No, definitely not. And, you know, that got me thinking with all the trade talk. Like, uh, you know, just recently, again, Boston was talking about trading with the Padres of taking on half of Will Myers' contract and the Padres attaching like a top prospect to it. So I was thinking, I was was looking at it. I was like, is there any signs of life in Will Myers? And actually, his second half last year wasn't too bad. In the first half, he hit 217 with a 715 OPS. But in the second half, he hit 271 with a 775 OPS. Which is you know pretty serviceable, not worth twenty two million dollars a year, but so maybe there's uh, you know signs of good things to come for Will Myers. If he, I would I would love for him to bounce back and be the player that he was in the first half of two thousand sixteen.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you you kind of like to think that this is going to be the the uh, Will Myers turns the corner. I mean, you know. He he, kind of has to at this point. You know, like you said, his contract, this is the year where he's starting to make some money, like substantial money. So, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for the time being and just kind of hope that, hey, this is it. Uh, Now, let's just say they don't, they can't trade him away for whatever reason. I know, uh, you know, the Padres have still been active with the Red Sox uh, in Woolmeyer trade talks. But let's just say hypothetical situation. The Padres don't, you know, get rid of his contract. Nobody wants it. Uh, you've played the 2020 season. He had another, you know, average to below average season. What do you do with those last two years of the contract? I mean, do you consider eating the salary? Then again, there's also a, there's also signs pointing that the NL might have the DH in the immediate, immediate future.
1: Yeah, I'm here in 2021, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. So.
1: Yeah, I mean. Do you
0: keep him around in case that's the situation?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, he can still hit lefties, because like last year he hit lefties with That's a, a lot seven, of money yeah.
0: though to only hit lefties. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I'm just saying that. We 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 eat the contract. That's twenty-two million dollars a year, and then we, you know, we're still gonna have to find someone that hits lefties off the bench, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true. You can always get your boy Ryan Schiff, even though he's yeah, right? <laughs> Jabari Balash.
1: Yeah, get him a flight from back, back from Japan, right?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, no, but, uh, I mean, here's hoping that all those players that we just talked about are going to have great seasons. Obviously, if they have great seasons, the Padres will have great seasons. I mean, a lot of those guys that we just named – have the potential to be the core for the next couple of years in Tatis and uh, Josh Naylor. And then obviously Will Myers and Manny Machado have kind of been the front men uh, during various parts of the last, you know, three seasons. So, you know, it'll, it'll, here's hoping, here's hoping. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up as far as spring trading or any players that uh, you want to bring up to our listeners specifically?
1: Oh, no, the, you know, I'm just excited and, I just thought it was cool that a bunch of the Padres came back in shape. I know there were some concerns about conditioning last year, especially on the message boards. So, you know, it's a good sign. There's a good sign of the intensity is going to be up this year. So I'm hoping playoffs are bust, yeah. right? Yeah, right.
0: Uh, we th- we have to start the decade off right. It can't be like last decade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the decade before. Or the God, decade just before. give us a
0: 500. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm asking for. I mean, I'm hoping for, you know, some kind of playoff berth. But at this point, I'll take 500. And not even complain about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, 162 and 0. That's what I'm calling.
0: Oh, hey, you know, aim low, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Perfection, being a perfect, you know, 162 and 0 is aiming low in my book.
1: Hey, we could be. You got to find yeah. a way to
0: go 166 and 0. You got to add extra games. You yeah. got to go for the extra credit.
1: Yeah, because we need the Dodgers to go 162 and 0, and then we have a four-game playoff. We'll just yeah, disregard right. that they go. play each other during the year.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: Yeah, they both won. They're both winners.
0: All right. Uh, so something that I figured would be kind of fun for us to, uh, you know, lightly touch on with MLB The Show uh, coming out this time of year, uh, just uh, every year yeah, uh, near the end of spring training. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and, uh, you know, just kind of ask Andrew, like, hey, who do you think the top three parties were in 2019 in the video game? Uh, maybe talk about, uh, who we think will be the top three guys in the major league roster for 2020. And then for those of you guys who aren't aware, MLB, the show this year will be featuring minor leaguers, uh, from the start. Uh, and this is like officially cause there's always, you know, fan made rosters with minor league systems, but this is going to be the first time in the game's history where from day one. Uh, the creators of the game partnered with fan communities to make the entire minor league system. So, you know, we'll talk maybe about the Padres' top three prospects and maybe guess what they're going to come and rank as. Uh, so let's start off by talking about 2019's top players according to the game. And these are, once again, on the Padres, of course. Hi. So uh, for starters, according to the game last year, the Padres were ranked as the 21st team in baseball. Contact wise they were 23rd, power they were 14th. Pitching they were 23rd. Defense they were 3rd which actually was uh, very shocking to me. Yeah. And then speed wise they were 21st. So do any of All those right. numbers stand out to you immediately out of uh, you know?
1: Yeah, the, the I think the 3rd on defense like like uh, like you said especially what? With those yeah. <laughs> Especially after the stats last year, nowhere, nowhere close, not even. Who,
0: who, who, who did you guys think was gonna have a good <laughs> glove? Maybe Ian Kinsler because he's a Gold Glover. Maybe, yeah, maybe Austin Hedges behind the plate because you know I guess, he's yeah, arguably yeah. one of the best defensive pitchers. But I mean, or catchers. But besides that,
1: Machado, I guess, has the reputation. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: He was a Gold Glover, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when he's on, he's compared to like you know, at least up until last year because he was kind of average. He was considered yeah. like an Arenado, Rendon type defense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I mean, you know, it's though Fernando Tatis Jr. is on highlights a lot, he's actually apparently a below average defender. Yeah. He's actually far below average, right?
1: In fact, he's like the worst fielding shortstop in baseball last year.
0: Which is strange, but, you know, because he makes the highlight reels almost every day defensively,
1: seemingly. Yeah, but then like, what do you have, like 18 throwing errors or something ridiculous?
0: Uh, I, didn't, I guess I didn't make it for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so, uh, you know, this is... I mean, you should probably get these pretty easily. Yeah, the first two you should get. All right, so who do you think was the top Padre last year? Uh, uh, when that's, were the show?
1: I'm going to go Machado.
0: Oh, man, you're wrong. <laughs> of course you're right. Okay, what do you expect his aver- uh, his overall to be? And this is, once again, out of 100.
1: Uh, man, 95?
0: 93. You were close. Okay.
1: All
0: right. Yeah, he was 93 with an A potential. Yeah, so them. uh so he was the top rated game uh top rated padre in the game. Okay. Who do you think was number 2?
1: These are usually like based on like your entire career too, right? Not just like the previous year.
0: Uh yeah, so you know it uh, it shows all of your real world stats. So after the season ends, they'll input the stats and you know, it kind of adjusts accordingly.
1: But uh yes. Uh Garrett Richards?
0: Uh, no, he's not number two. You want to take one more stab at number two?
1: Uh, Will Myers. Yes. Surprisingly. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, other than that, I guess it would be like Kirby Yates or someone. There's not really a yeah, lot Kirby of players. Yeah,
0: on this list surprisingly. Uh, do you want to take a guess as to what Will Myers overall was?
1: I'm gonna guess uh, 79.
0: Give you one more guess. It's a little higher, but you, you were kind of close. 85. 84.
1: Okay.
0: All right. And then uh, last but not least, as far as what we're going to cover, number three, who do you think it was? Give you a hint. You already said his name.
1: Oh, Garrett Richards. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Where'd you get that? Out <laughs> of left field, man. Out of left field. Yeah. Garrett Richards overall was a. Uh,
1: I'm going to guess 82.
0: 84. Okay. Yeah, no, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, Garrett Richards uh, is a great pitcher when he's healthy. I mean, he definitely has potential to be an ace when he is healthy, but that's the biggest concern. I mean, for the Padres overall, typically it's pitching health, but for Garrett Richards, especially, I mean, he, I don't think has had a healthy season.
1: Well, he was a pitcher for the Angels, so that stands to figure. Yeah,
0: exactly. Angels have never really had pitching health either. (laughs) No. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's ever had a healthy season.
1: Oh, man, I didn't even think about Hosmer. I guess I could have put Hosmer out there.
0: Yeah, no, Hosmer is not on the list. Can I find him real quick before we go on? Uh, Hosmer is fifth?
1: All right, yeah. I mean. He was fifth with a 78. Okay. Well, that that sounds about right.
0: Two guys ahead of him. Ian Kinsler with the 79. <laughs> Austin Hedges with an 81. I like Austin Hedges, but I don't think he's an 81. I really don't.
1: No, not with that hitting.
0: No. His contact rate is 44 and his power is 67.
1: I think that contact rating's a little high. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe. <laughs> his power is about there because he will muscle some over the fence. When he yeah. makes contacts. He has a good swing. He just never hits them. Yeah, his fielding's 85, which makes sense. He's elite as far as fielding.
1: Yeah. I don't know how okay. high the fielding usually goes. but
0: Yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, um, who do you think will be the top three Padres uh, in the game this year? I mean, we can obviously pencil Manny Machado number one. Yeah. right. And then- My guess is his overall will probably be roughly the same. I don't think they're going to dock him too much. Because every team kind of needs one guy in the nineties. Um, I anticipate he'll be joined by probably Kirby Yates this year. He yeah, wasn't maybe. last year.
1: Yeah, he should be up there, especially what with was that Kirby
0: Yates is overall to start the season. Uh, can I find that? Uh, he was an eighty-six to start the season. Okay. So yeah, he'll probably be up to what? Maybe a ninety-two, a ninety-three. So Kirby Yates will probably be the best Padre on the game, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Then what about yeah. um, Pham? What do you think he'll be?
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about Tommy Pham. Um, my guess is he'll probably be upper 80s.
1: What was he last year?
0: Let me see. Can I look that up real quick? I should be able to erase the internet. If there's something you've always wanted to look up, the internet has it. Um, let's see here. He was in 82. 82, yeah. Yeah, that's average. Like I told you, I think he'd be, uh, I said upper 80s, so probably more like mid-80s. Probably like in 84, 85, because he had a great year last year.
1: Yeah, he was good. I'm excited. I think he's going to be a great improvement.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he's probably going to be one of the best. No, he'll probably be the best option the Padres have had in the outfield since Justin Upton.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, Justin Upton had an amazing year as a Padre that year. I mean, he made the all-star team. So, yeah, you know, he'll... You know, for
1: a Padre in a long time, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that should be exciting. He's going to be a great addition to the team. Um, so would you put Tommy Pham, then, in your projections ahead of Garrett Richards? So do you think it would probably be Kirby Yates, Manny Machado, and Tommy Pham for the top three Padres? Or is Tatis going to be ahead?
1: I think Tatis is going to be ahead. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, you know, he's a like feature face of the MLB. I don't know, does uh, MLB, the show, usually try to hype players up a bit?
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, uh, Joe Adele, uh, who is the Angels' top prospect, uh, is like 69 or 68, something like that. And he hasn't even played a game of the MLB yet. So, you know. I you know to be almost a 70 rating before you even take a single at bat in the major leagues. That's a pretty big deal. Probably doesn't seem like a big deal to people, but I mean, it is.
1: Yeah. And I'm looking it up because Akuna, that was the second year last year. He had an 89 going into a second year. So I'm, I'm guessing Tatis's could be somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. I would guess probably like 87.
1: 88.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So we got that taken care of. Um, so uh, let, the top three prospects for the Padres are Mackenzie Gore, Luis uh, P- uh, Patino, and Taylor Trammell, right?
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think Trammell is somewhere between three and five, depending on the rankings, but yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so with, you know, the projection we've kind of talked about, now that you've kind of got to see some of the numbers, what do you project Mackenzie Gore to be on his first year of officially being in the game, I'm projecting probably like low 70s. Keep, I mean, some people are going to be insulted, but you know, keep in mind that MLB The Show does constantly update these ratings every week as uh, you know they become more available.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Like, uh, I know it's like performance-based ratings, right? So I think if he had a low 70s, i would be a pretty high prospect. Uh, there's a number in the high 60s that's not family appropriate to say off the bat. That was going to be my original guess, and then I was like, oh, you know, like probably can't go there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh,
1: that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you muted yourself again there. <laughs> yeah,
0: I uh, I'm uh, I'm in my hotel room in the beautiful city of uh, Stockton, staying in a in, in a Best Western Plus. So certainly not a bad hotel, and uh, there is a cockroach crawling on the uh, desk, so I'm kind of like,
1: uh. (laughs) Yeah, well, at least you got some food for the night, some solid protein right there.
0: Yeah, right. And I'm just, you know, like, I expect that if I'm staying in a freaking motel, but, you know, at a Best Western Plus, not exactly what I expected, but it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Well, they they got the best cockroaches there. It's the Best Western cockroaches. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean.
0: This isn't an awful place to stay. I mean, what's what's a single cockroach? I've never seen one here before in the months I've had to stay here. Um, Okay, so let's move on (laughs) to (laughs) the next guy. So Luis uh, Patino, uh, he is a pitcher. Um, What do you expect in here?
1: I'm going to guess 62.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that's probably fair. Um, Let me see. What uh, what level are you projecting him to be at this year? I mean, he has a fastball at 99 miles an hour.
1: Oh man, uh, I mean, I'm hoping that he makes it like after the All Star game. I hope he makes it to the majors. He had what he had like five or six starts in Double A last year and did pretty well. Yeah,
0: so chances are he'd probably start off in Double A then.
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, maybe depending on how well he does, he could be up in uh, you know June. I think they're probably going to want to keep him down long enough so that way he doesn't become a super two type player.
0: Yeah. Want to get some time to you know properly season. You 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 hate when these guys come up too early and they just kind of you know don't flourish to their potential.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what the general managers say, but they also you also hate to see them come up early and then you lose another year of control. Yeah, right. You know you
0: the uh, service time manipulation. Oh yeah. As it's
1: called. Yeah, like. Like Chris Bryant, right? You got to keep him down for a little bit of defense when the guy's hitting four hundred.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Call him up the gotta day have after. Have your fans
0: hate you and buy billboards to uh, advertise that they want him. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. They're just trying it to build He
0: made his debut was. against the Padres, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I was watching that game.
0: Yeah, I, I think I was too because it was televised literally everywhere. Like <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the Padres televised it at home. Um. So I guess the You know, according to the prospect listing I'm looking at, which is prospectslive.com, Taylor Trammell is the Padres' third overall prospect. So, for the sake of this conversation, um, what are we expecting here, ratings-wise?
1: Oh man, Uh, I'm gonna guess 55.
0: Yeah, because he's still pretty low level, right? No, yeah, yeah, Double A, Double A. Yeah,
1: he he didn't he didn't exactly tear it up in Double A last year. Uh,
0: 230 average. Uh, 10 home runs I mean 20 <laughs> stolen bases is pretty good
1: yeah, yeah. and he had uh, that, that walk-off there. grand slam I think in yeah. the championship
0: elite athlete with an above average recognition of the strike zone so there you go yeah.
1: yeah so hopefully there's better things to come
0: yeah I mean he's uh he'll probably roughly have the same uh, overall as Tim Tebow I think Tim Tebow is overall <laughs> like at 62 63
1: yeah that's that's generous
0: and it's all power. So <laughs> it's all power. His contacts literally like 20. <laughs> but if you connect with, if you connect one with Tim Tebow, trust me.
1: Yeah, it'll happen like three or four times a year.
0: Yeah, mine will be the show game. I, um, well, I'm like two years into the future. So I kind of like developed Tim Tebow, I traded him for literally nothing. And uh, I think now he's like a 72 overall. He's actually a fairly decent player. Um, all right, so that's going to do it as far as the prospects for, uh, you know, as far as this goes. That won't be the show. Okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, dive into, uh, real quick, uh, a little bit about the uh, prospects, brings from what we've seen as far as the top 100. Uh, Andrew, you want to go ahead and give our listeners just a brief background as far as, you know, what the Padres had uh, announced for them?
1: Yeah, so uh- – The Padres had, in the top uh, prospects, uh, five prospects. And uh, this is uh, according to the ranking that I was looking over, which was MLB's pipeline. And basically, you had, uh, off the top of my head, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, I think it was Mackenzie Gore coming in at number three. Uh, Then you had Luis Patino coming in the early 20s. Then CJ Abrams. And then I believe it was uh, Luis Luis, uh, Capuano. And then... uh, Taylor Trammell coming in, I think, at 57th. So he had five top prospects in the top 57, which is, a, you know, a great for the future of the Padres, especially last year, since they had Chris Paddock um, and Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, go to the majors and basically age out of the prospect rankings, not to mention Luis Urias, who was used to trade to bring in Trent Grisham and Zach Davies. So... The Padres farm system is starting to pay dividends. You have these young guys that are starting to come up. It's really exciting times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, encouraging to see that. Hey, even though the uh, hot talent lava has, uh, you know, has finally kind of started to come up, or you know, even have a couple guys who just kind of didn't pan out in that hot talent lava. You know, it's nice to see that hey, our farm system's not depleted. Like, there's still guys who are coming up and making an impact. Like, that's awesome to see. Or there's guys who are going to come up and still have potential to, you know, make an impact.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And then they, there's, like, four or five guys that are about to be ranked into the top prospects for the Padres. Um, so, you know, you got, like, Gabriel Arias. He's, uh, like, just right on the fringe. Fangraph's basically they have their projections based off of performance in the minors and age. And they kind of like guesstimate, like how well are you going to do in the majors over the next few years? So it's way different than like scouting top prospects. And they actually had Arias at number 50 for top prospects, even though he's not ranked in the top hundred of any other list. So there's a, there's a lot of guys that are pretty interesting. And I I think the Padres is going to have people coming up for a while now that are going to be contributing at a major league level.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh. That's really exciting to hear. I mean, uh, you know, for us Padres fans, you know, it's finally starting to happen. You know, we're finally starting to see these guys, you know, start coming up. And, you know, it kind of keeps coming, you know. Up to this point, at least on paper, A.J. Priller has done a very good job rebuilding the farm system. He's done a really good job uh, making some smart draft picks and most importantly, some smart trades. I mean, shout out to James Shields. I mean, we've said that before. You know, the guy who gave up the home run to Bartolo Colon ended up bringing back um, what's very well might be one of the best players in baseball, you know, in five, probably in like three years. Who am I saying? Five years. You know, Tatis Jr. was good last year. But just give him some time to, you know, get healthy and get right with himself and truly marinate. And he's going to be amazing. So, you know, hats off to A.J. Preller.
1: Yeah. I mean, and Preller's you know, hitting it out of the park so far out of the. You know, the guys that he brought in from, you know, trade or for, you know, draft. So you had like uh, last year was really the first year. You had Paddock come up, Tatis come up, both of those guys were in trades. Uh, Urias didn't do as well as he could have, but he was traded in for some more major league talent. And then, uh, you know, what are some of the other guys that he brought up? You had uh, Baez, you have uh, Munoz in the, in the bullpen throwing 100 miles an hour. Who's going to make up part of that great Padres bullpen. So I, I, so far, it looks like Perler is actually hitting it. I mean, aside from
0: that also, I mean, think about some of the the under-the-radar moves he's gotten. Like, Kirby Yates was literally picked out of the garbage can. He was claimed off of waivers. Yeah. And now he's arguably the best closer in baseball. Literally picked up this guy from the garbage can. That's literally what the waiver wire is. And he dusted him off and made him into an all-star. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't just A.J. Preller alone. But A.J. Preller gave him a shot. So, you know, like, Like, there's certainly some under-the-radar moves that A.J. Preller has done. You know, is A.J. Preller on the hot seat? Absolutely. And it's because there's been no results up to this point. And we've had a lot of these guys come up and not be super productive in some cases. And a lot of those aren't A.J. Preller's fault because he acquired those guys. But, you know, maybe – I don't think A.J. Preller will be done after this year, to be honest. Even if the Padres have a shaky start, I don't see how Ron Fowler wouldn't just give him maybe one or two more years because, you know, a lot of the guys that he's drafted or traded for are barely starting to scratch the surface. So it's kind of not fair to let the guy, you know, do what he had to do for the rebuild and not be able to stick around to at least have an opportunity to explain himself if it doesn't pan out.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think that's I think that's totally a fair like judgment right there and I, I feel like Fowler kind of just speaks his mind sometimes and says things emotionally and I think a lot of people just kind of ran with that comment about heads rolling if the Padres don't do well this year that yeah. could mean a lot of things that could be in stern talking that could mean be being fired that could mean basically saying like this is your last year you're gonna if this year doesn't happen it's it I don't know I, I think this is really Preller's first year where his players are starting to come up and mature. So yeah, you're going to fire exactly.
0: them. It wouldn't be fair to just be like, Hey man, you know, thanks for uh, doing your thing and setting us up. But you know, we got to go a separate way when <laughs> yes. this is literally what he's been building for, for all these years, you know, it's yeah. finally, this is going to be the year where they, in my mind, flirt with the playoffs. And if I'm really, really honest with myself, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year, but we want to see them take that positive step. And, you know, I think as long as they make that positive step and, you know, things start to click and guys start to produce, then I think A.J. Perler's job might be safe for another year, maybe two years.
1: Yeah, I think I think you got to give him like this year and then another two after this. That way you have like three or four years of really his core coming up. You had all those draft picks and uh, international signings in that 2016 class. You got to see what they're going to do.
0: Absolutely, but I mean, you know, regardless, it should be fun to see yeah, yeah. Uh, what comes All out right. of it, for better or worse. Hey, at least we'll finally know. You know, it won't be, hey, you know, two more years. You know, oh, one more year. It'll be, hey, at least we know now. Like, maybe this guy wasn't the best, or hey, man, this guy is a, you know, going to be a Hall of Famer one day.
1: Yeah, I think what the Padres really need to do is they need to invest in some nice trash cans and kind of take it out from the Astros.
0: Ooh, too soon, too soon. <laughs>
1: at least for hedges that way he can hit like 190 <laughs> instead of 160.
0: Yeah, right. You got to get up got to get up uh, to a almost respectable Mendoza line level. Almost.
1: I, know. I feel bad for all those Astro players that used the can and still hit 200.
0: Uh, Max Stassi, who's now a current Angel, uh, was a backup catcher for the 2017 Astros. So, it was pretty <laughs> yeah. funny to see him answer questions about it.
1: Yeah. It, <laughs> he tried to cheat, didn't really work out.
0: Yeah, but I mean that's what uh, you know most people's parents say as a kid, right? It yeah. doesn't pay off And <laughs> In some situations, it doesn't, but hey, they got a ring anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: and you haven't got to keep it. That's
0: what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> that's also a different topic that I'm sure we can rant hours about. But um, I mean, I think with that being said, uh, it's time to go ahead and uh, start wrapping up this uh, very random yet fun episode of the Padres Mission Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, one last time, if you guys are interested in sponsoring our show, uh, partnering with us, uh, go ahead and send us an email: uh, Fernando at PadresMissionPodcast.com or Andrew at PadresMissionPodcast.com. And uh, we want to go ahead and uh, you know get some sponsors, get some feedback, all that fun stuff. You can do all that from either of those emails that I just gave you. Um, Andrew, do you have any uh, closing thoughts for anything tonight?
1: Yeah, just I'm. Um, this is gonna be a great year for Padres baseball. We got all this young talent coming up, and they're finally starting to mature. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. I hope everyone's ex- as is as excited as I am because this is my favorite year of Padres baseball in probably 10-15 years. I've been waiting for this for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just ready for baseball in any capacity. I don't care what it is at this point. I'll take spring training games. I just want to watch baseball.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like uh, what Steve Woods, Stephen Woods was saying is that this is like, you know, this is like right before the season starts. This is the hardest time because I'm just, I'm just ready to go. I I, I I want actual games. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is my Christmas really. I mean like primarily opening day is like my, you know, my Christmas where it's like the biggest day of the year for me. Like, you know, that's circle, the calendar, (laughs) Yeah. you know, all that. So yeah, big deal. It's finally happening. Stay calm. We're about to get through spring training. Are you going to any spring training games this year?
1: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see a bunch. I'm excited.
0: Good. Uh, see if you can catch up with any kind of players or anything while you're there. Try to yeah, get them on the
1: show. I'm definitely going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out.
0: All right, folks. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we truly do appreciate your time as always. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Let your friends know about our podcast. Uh, we're trying to grow this podcast as uh, organically as possible. So, you know, tell your friends, shoot them a text, uh, call them, whatever. Uh, send uh, your carrier pigeon uh, a, you know, <laughs> off with a note to their house. Let them know about it. Uh, Morse code the neighbors. Whatever you got to do uh, to go ahead and get the word out, Ponder the Mission Podcast is the way to go. And, uh, On behalf of Andrew and I, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and go Padres.
1: Go Padres.